we are going to continue on the study of the whole Bible, yes? Yes. And in that, we are looking at the creation. And from the creation, we are looking at man, marriage, and the garden. And we covered part one of that last week. Yes? Yes. yes. Now, we are going to part two. Initially, I thought I would be able to cover the whole thing in one session, but uh, it has taken two, two sessions. When I was growing up um, in 1984, a band called U2 released an album called Joshua Tree. Later, I found out they were Christian. But in that album, there's a song called I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. It was a favorite song of mine, and, you know, I used to play it and all that. But then that came into my mind as I was preparing these talks last week. And uh, let's go to Proverbs 25.2. Proverbs 25.2 says, It's a glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search out a matter. Yes? So, for now, I want to go into another subject, but concerning this. When you meet someone, when you uh, there, you have to give them a time, and then you have to give them a location. I was talking that uh, about that to Anu yesterday. Let's say you're meeting somebody at three o'clock. It's not enough that you say three o'clock. They'll want to know where. You could be meeting in Africa or the other person in Antarctica, for all we know. Yeah. There must be a common a common location, yes? So 3 o'clock at the church. Time and location. Now, if you look at the Bible, God is speaking to us. He's given us a time and a location. Because without a time and a location, it's useless. So when you talk about the second coming of Jesus, we need to know the time and we need to know the location. And it's been revealed. But the fact is that you and I live in three dimensions. Whereas the, you can say four dimensions, yeah? The time is a dimension, yes? Now, what is God? According to the Bible, God is love, yeah? Is love another dimension? Because they have found, now the scientists are coming to the conclusion there are 12 dimensions. So according to popular science, there are, gravity is a dimension. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? But Bible says God is love and love transcends all dimensions. Do you understand? When you have love, it doesn't matter what you do, that you can count on that love to do something. Illogical even. Do you understand? So so I'm talking about time and location in relation to Proverbs twenty five two. So we must understand that when it comes to God's plan. Because Jesus is coming soon, yes? So when I talk about dimensions and related things, some people think I'm talking science. Some people talk think I'm talking science fiction. But you need to understand this from the Word of God. Why is that? Because our God is just. A just God cannot judge humans on something that he himself has hidden. That is beyond finding out. I can't judge you basically on how good you can fly because you don't have wings. So a just God cannot judge you on what you cannot find, yes? But he can judge a man, human, on what he or she has not searched out. He can judge you on what he has revealed through the word of God. 
In other words, some people want to be spoon-fed all their life. But that is not searching out, is it? You must search out. You must belong to the church. Do you understand? She who finds a wife finds a good thing. That's a searching. He says, It's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search out a matter. That means, if you want that kingly anointing, you must search the matter out. There are people whom I have ministered to, and I have, like for example, the question answers. They are asking the same questions that have been posted, and that have been answered even before. They ask the same questions. I say, just go through these questions. If you read this, if you search it out, you will know this has been answered. Not once, but twice. Sometimes thrice. Do you understand? So if you don't search out and I continue giving, then I'm serving itching ears. But we must search out a matter. In Deuteronomy 29, 29, it says, can you go there? Can you, Deuteronomy 29, 29. The sacred things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of, the, of this law. Okay. It says the secret things belong to the Lord. Yes? The secret things are those things which are revealed when a man searches for them from the real word of God. Otherwise, it is not up to man to be judged on what he knows. My people perish because of what? Lack of knowledge. Yes? Do, do, do you understand? So these secret things, you must search them out. You must take the time and effort and energy in the Word of God to look them up. And if your interpretation is wrong, that's why you have a church. You belong to a church because nobody is open to private interpretation. Do, do you understand? Yes? So they belong to a man and a man should know these things because God has revealed this to us but it's not for everybody to know even when you when you look at the parables that Jesus spoke he said very clearly these parables are so that those who hear don't understand we have taken it or I've studied it the other way around Oh, Jesus has made them into stories so that it's easier to understand. Search the matter out. Take time to study the Word of God. Without that, it's you're just being spoon-fed. If you don't want to take the time, well, that's up to you. I will continue to do what I've been told to do by the Lord to understand. You have to take the time and effort to do your homework. Search the matter out. And if you have doubts, talk to me about them. Are you clear on what I'm saying? Yes? Yes? So, we must have a understanding that we are part of the new covenant. Some things change because of our new covenant. I spoke about that in the study. For example, making merry. In the Old Testament, how do you make merry? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Yes? How do you do that? Nehemiah 8.10, you eat the fat, you eat and drink. Yes? That is making merry. In the New Testament, how do you make merry? By being filled with the Holy Spirit. If you want to know more about that, go through the teaching. I taught last Tuesday, yes? Now, go to Acts one we We're talking about the, a new understanding. Acts one twenty six. And they cast their lords, and the Lord fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. So they cast their lots, yes? I've heard of Christians saying 
they have cast the lots and the lot has fallen on this decision. Therefore, we are going to go by that. At that time, the Lord told me to keep my mouth shut. But frankly, this is wrong. Because one Acts one twenty six is not part of the new church yet. Because when were they filled with the Holy Spirit? Acts chapter two. Last time I checked, chapter one is before chapter two. Yes, do you understand? Yes. Now let's go to scripture. Romans eight fourteen. Umi, can you read that? Romans eight fourteen. Romans for eight. Ah. Uh, as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Yes, the Spirit of God is what the Holy Spirit, not a lot. So if you are in the new covenant, you are led by the Spirit of God, not a lot. I've gone to Catholic retreats and Murumu Reporter where they're giving me a scripture card sheet where every day you pick up one card and that's just scripture for your day. That's not... And there's nothing wrong with getting a scripture but taking lots. You understand what I'm saying? You, is it, am I clear? Because you used to be led by the Holy Spirit. Sharpen your axe. Let the Lord who created you talk to you, yes? We're talking about the differences, yes? Now, one person told me that, uh, I mean, that uh, they're going to paradise. I was going to correct them, but basically the Lord told me to again keep my mouth shut. Why? In Isaiah 5.14, can you read that, Shalini? We're talking about how some things change because of our new covenant with God and some things have changed because of what has happened on the cross. Isaiah 5.14 uh, Therefore, Sheol has enlarged itself and opened its mouth beyond measure, their glory and their multitude and their form, and he who is uh, jubilant uh, shall descend into it. Yes. So, the word Sheol is commonly known as hell. Hell has what? Enlarge itself. If you want to go to paradise, that's wonderful. But where is paradise now? Do you want an in Sheol? It's not the same place where the thief on the cross went to. Because after Jesus rose from the cross, it enlarged itself. So you need to know what the scripture says. Yes? Do you understand? You need to be very clear. Otherwise, you say, take me to paradise. Okay. You will go to paradise. But where is paradise? The address of paradise is not in a place you, you want that address to be. Do you understand? Yes? Hallelujah. So, we now, in Genesis 1.1, it says, God made heavens and the earth. Yes? Plural. I spoke about that last week. Heavens, plural, and one earth. Yes? The fallen man is looking for multiple earths and a single heaven. I think that's stupid. Yes? Do you understand? Because the Bible says there's one earth and there are multiple heavens. And these heavens are spiritual in nature also. We, I spoke about that last week. And also I spoke about that on Tuesday. There are three heavens according to the Bible. The first heaven is the atmosphere above us. The second heaven is the stellar heaven where the sun, the moon, the stars are there. But that's also where the demons are. Let's, I likened it to, the, to an iceberg. Some of the iceberg sticks out of the water. Some of the iceberg, most of the iceberg is in the water. So, in the second heaven, some is spiritual, some is natural. First heaven is what? Everything is natural. The third heaven 
is where God resides. That is completely spiritual. Am I clear? Yes. If you want to study more, go to the teaching that I'm, uh, I've, I've uh, taught on Tuesday and last week. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 11. Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Yes. So, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of our office devices. This morning, actually the current went in this house. There were sparks all throughout uh, in the kitchen. Yeah, Before that happened, I knew it was going to happen. In fact, when Anu told me that there was a spark in the... I kind of expected that. Not that this was going to happen, but I knew there was going to be some kind of disturbance. Why is that? Because the Lord had spoken to me about this. Do you understand? So we are not unaware of Satan's devices. Do you understand? So I told Anu, no matter what, if there's current or there's no current, we'll go ahead with the gospel being preached. Do you remember? I told you that, yes? Do you understand? It doesn't mean there human emotions not at play. No. You get angry, upset, and all that. Because, yeah, you want the electricity and all that, yes? But we are not ignorant of that. If you take Job, who is not a prophet, he was totally ignorant of what is happening in the spiritual realm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes? Yes? But if you're a prophet in the Old Testament, go to Amos 3.7. Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. Yes. So, by the very term prophet, that means you hear from God. Yes? Do you understand? So you understand what is in the spiritual and you speak in the natural. That is, you hear from God, yes? When God tells you something, you speak that. And that's what a prophet is. Am I clear on what, what I'm saying, yes? Job did not know. He said, the Lord gave and the Lord took away. Whereas who took away? Satan did. But under whose authority? The Lord's authority. But do you understand? You could argue that Job is right and wrong and whatnot, yeah? But do you understand what I'm saying, yes? Things have changed because of the new covenant. The Bible says it's a new and better covenant. Do you understand? We need to understand that and we need to look back on the creation based on what we experience that is the new covenant, not the old covenant. Meaning we should know the old covenant, but we are not part of the old covenant. Am I clear? This is what I am trying to explain to you. Yes, so we must know exactly what we are entitled to in the new covenant. Yes, so God created man on the sixth day. Yes, that we are talking about the creation. Yes, and from man he created what? The woman. From his uh, skull bone or stone bone or rib. rib. Yes, why not skull bone? Because he didn't want the woman to sit on the man's head, yes? Why not the toe bone? Because he didn't want the man to trample over the woman. The rib is what holds a man up. Do you understand? Why? Because the woman is supposed to be equal to the man. I'm not talking about society. I'm not talking about culture. I'm talking about what is biblical. Go to Genesis 2. 18 to 25. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper compatible to him. Out of the ground the Lord formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. 
And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in his place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman. And he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Yes. So, from the man, ribs, a woman was created to be what? His helper, yes? To, because man, God, because comparable to a man. Am I clear on this? Yes? Yes? Go to 1 Corinthians 11 to Daniel. 1 Corinthians 11, 12. I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians 11, 12. For as woman came from man, even so man also comes through woman, but all things are from God. Yes. So, a woman came from man. That's the original creation. Yes? Now, after that, a man comes through a woman through childbirth. Yes? And all things are from God. Yes? John, can you read John 16, 7 to 11? Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Yes. It says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For I, if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. You hear the, you see the word helper? This is the same word. Though there is a difference in language, it's the same word used to describe what a woman is to a man. Here it's talking about the Holy Spirit in fulfill, fulfilling the Great Commission. We'll get to that. The woman was created as a helper for man to fulfill his commission. Am I clear? Yes? So you don't think the Holy Spirit is beneath you, no? Do you, do you understand? It's the same word. Am I clear? Yes? So before he made the woman, before God made the woman, he gave some instructions. Yes? Who told us to read? Genesis 2, 16 and 17. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Yes. It says, The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I've explained that these words may not mean what it means to us in this culture at that time. Just like evening and morning were there before sunset and sunrise. Do you understand? How can there be evening without sunset? Sun was created on the 14th day? 4th day, yes. Do you understand? Yes? But on the first day you find evening and morning, yes? Do you understand? So, this Knowledge of good and evil is prohibited. So what is evil? What is that? We'll get to that. That's that's a, regarding the fall of man, yes? But we are talking about the creation. So in that, God made a garden. Each toward in Eden. Or we'll know as Garden of Eden, yes? Meaning, he created man... And he formed woman from man. Yes. And then he created a garden as part of his earthly family. Yes. Am I clear? Remember I spoke about the heavenly family and the earthly family. Yes. And God gave them a work, a trade. Can you read Genesis 2, 8 to 15? Then God... Then Lord God planted a garden eastwards in 
needed. And there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord made every grave grow that is pleasant to the sign of good and good for food. The, the tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge and good and evil. Now, knowledge of good and evil. Knowledge of good and evil. Now a river went to Eden, out of Eden, to water the garden, and from there the part that's enough, yes? So, the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, yes? In verse 15, what does it say? Can you read? Uh, then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Yes, so this was man's trade, yes? Then the Lord God put man in the garden to what? To tend and keep, to tend and keep it, yes? Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Now, when he made man and put the man, he gave the tools for the trade. Also, I'm putting it in the language you all understand. Not only he gave a trade, he gave the tools for the trade, yes? The first tool is in Genesis 1.28. What is that? Genesis 1.28. Can you read that, Joel? Then, then God dressed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Yes. So, the first tool is to multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. Do you understand? For that he gave the woman. Do you understand? So in multiplication, the garden grows. Furthermore, he gave another tool. That is authority. It says, subdue the earth and have dominion. So it's both spiritual and natural. When someone says they're Christian, I check if they're following authority. That's an easy way to find out. For example, I had to kick two people out of this church because they do not follow authority. Because all authority is from God. Do you understand? Yes? Let's learn about this thing called authority. This is part of the tool that God gave Adam. We're talking about the creation. Do you understand? And this was lost at the fall and regained by Jesus Christ and given to you and me to use His authority. Do you, do you understand? What is that? Subdue and dominion. Yes? We are talking about Adam. Yes? Now, this authority is the same in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. But there is more in the New Testament. Now, when you, when you talk about authority, I don't think we understand it fully. Because... I asked, I shared these, uh, these files, these questions I was asking myself. Could alcohol, for example, like lies, so when you lie with your tongue, you don't have power, yes? Because what, you're, you're not using it right, yes? Could alcohol make you lose that authority? Because Noah was naked and uncovered in his tent, yes? What is the first? That's the second time you find the word naked. When is the first time you find the word naked? Adam found himself naked, yes? Could that explain 
the nature of God's question to Adam about who told him that he was naked. Could that mean authority? Do you understand? I'm not saying that. I'm not making a doctrine of it. I'm telling you to think about this. If you know, if nakedness equals laws of authority, God is t- telling him, who told you that you don't have authority? Am I clear? Yes? Would being spiritually clothed in Christ, which we're supposed to be in the New Testament, equal being filled with the Holy Spirit? Meaning, will that equal to the authority that we have? If you're spiritually clothed in Christ, yes? Remember, I told you about two women who don't follow authority, who were kicked out of this church. Do you understand? Because all authority is from God. Now, a husband's authority should not be usurped by even a pastor. Provided the husband is doing or demanding anything against the word of God. Do, do you understand? A husband has authority over, over the wife. That's where you also check and discern whether God is in that. Some people just have a plaque saying God is unseen. Person in this house and all that nonsense. Yeah, But you check to see if the authority is there. Do you understand? And because of that, sometimes I as a pastor will have to pull out if, for example, the husband is unteachable. I don't want me to come in between the husband and the wife because I know the wife, for example, in this case, will follow whatever I say. I've seen that happen in other ministries. Do you understand? I do not know what to do in this situation. But what I'm saying is, husband's authority should not be served by a pastor. Because authority is from God, yes? Whose turn is it to read? Samuel, yeah? Read Romans 31, 13, 1. Let every soul be subject to the governing, governing authorities. Hmm. For there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. There is no authority except from God. Do you understand? That means you call to pay your taxes. Do you understand? Yes? Don't cheat the govern, government. All authorities exist are appointed by God. Do you understand? Now, if they tell you to do something unbiblical, then don't do it. Uh, do, you, do you understand? But I'm talking about authority, yes? What is one Corinthian? 11.10 say, Anu, can you read that? For this reason, the woman ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels. Yes, because of the angels, there must be a symbol of authority. Why? When angels see that authority, they'll leave her alone. What, what was the woman subject to? Deception. Do you, do you understand? I'm not going into this further, yes? This is, they should be a symbol, yes, of authority, yes. Can you read 1 Timothy 2.12? And I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence. Yes, this word, to have authority, is actually when you study, it, it's to serve authority over a man. If you look at what Eve did, she tried to what? Assert authority. This is what it is talking about. It's talking about the authority, yes? Do you understand? It's not talking about, see, Anu taught all three of my kids. She has authority over them, yes? Just because they are men and she's a woman doesn't mean that. Do you understand? But here it's talking about usurping authority, yes? In the King James Version it says, I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over a man, but to be in silence. Now, 
we're not, we're not going to go into what this fully means right now, but we're talking about authority. We will cover this at the time when it's needed, because it's important to understand this, yes? 1 Peter 3, 1. Uh, wives, uh, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if someone, uh, some do not obey the word, they, they without a word may be uh, won by the conduct of their wives. Yes. So this means that obviously the wife is submissive to the Lord, yes? Is following the what the Bible says is a Christian is talking about Christian wife yeah so this is the only place in where you can win someone over without the word yes do you understand by the conduct but it's talking about authority submissiveness is the other side of that authority yes 1 Corinthians 7 1 to 11 oh yeah read 4 1 Corinthians 7 4 the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Yes, because authority is part of the tools of the trade. What is the other part? Multiplication. So don't let this mess with this. Am I clear? Yes? There is a reason that this exists. That's even logical. You need to understand the plan of God. That's what we are studying, yes? To understand. John 17, 2 and 3. As, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that... You may know that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Yes. So Jesus Christ whom God has sent now has all authority. Am I clear? Yes. What does Matthew 28, 18 to 20 say? I want you to understand from scripture that what I'm talking about is real. And God will judge you on this. You and me on this. So, we need to be very clear on what we study and what we search out and understand. Yes? Matthew 28, 18-20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Amen. So Jesus has all authority. You will continue that, reading about that, even in the book of Revelation, yes? Where the keys are given to him, yes? Okay. Let's go to Luke 10, Danny. Luke 10, 17-20 Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So you have the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, yes? But you rejoice because of what? Your name is in the book of life, yes? Am I clear? Yes? So it's taken for granted you have authority, but that's not what you rejoice in. Do you understand? Yes? Am I clear on this? Yes? Also, when I taught on this, someone had asked a question about landmarks. How the ancient landmarks are not to be moved. This ties in with what I'm teaching about creation. Yes? We will go into that. But 
understand that God created the man, marriage, the garden and everything before he rested. Yes, before the seventh day. He did all this and then he rested on the seventh day. John, can you read um, Genesis 2, 1 to 3? Was the heavens and the earth, and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Three. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. So the seventh day, yes, is a landmark. You have Saturday. The Sabbath speaks of law. You had six days of labor. When, when, do you understand? And Sunday speaks of grace. You could say it that way. Do you understand? We meet on Sunday. Why? Because some say it's the Lord's Day. Yes? But we meet on Sunday because it's convenient for us. Like I know... Folks in Saudi Arabia, when the weekend was on Thursday and Friday, they used to meet on what Thursday? Do you understand? Now it's on Friday and Saturday, they meet on Friday. Do you understand? Do you, do, do, but, the, but don't change the ancient landmarks. Sabbath is Sabbath. Sabbath is Saturday. That's the day that God blessed because He rested. Landmarks are identifiers. Do you understand? I spoke about that in detail when um, when I talked about this on in Tuesday. Yes, go to Proverbs twenty-two, eight twenty-eight. Do not remove the ancient landmark which your fathers have set. Yes. So do not remove the ancient landmark. Yes. I explained that landmark is there to demark your property from the next. Yes. But it's also an identifier, yes? How it applies to the creation, how it applies to us, is that, well, read um, Isaiah 5.20. Who put darkness for light and light for darkness, Put bitter for salt and sweet and sweet for bitter. Yes, that, that's fine. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. You find that especially to be true in this generation. Do you understand? Who put darkness for light and light for darkness. I always tell her, don't be in darkness, because the Lord said, let there be light. So turn the tube light on. Yes. Do, do you understand? Yes? I'll make a joke of it, but do you understand? Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter? Yes? How many of you would like your coffee with salt in it? Nobody. Yes? I tried once. Somebody gave that to me. I didn't like it. Yes? Do, do you understand? Yes? So woe to them, yes? That's like calling evil good and good evil. But that's what's happening nowadays. We're changing the ancient landmarks. Check your heart also in this. Can you read 1 Corinthians 6.18? Sins against his own body. Yes. So, for example, it says flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but you commit sexual immorality sins against his own body. I'm using just this as an example. Because that is a landmark set by God. That is being changed nowadays. Do you understand? There's nothing biblical about free sex. <coughs> Do you understand? There is a price to pay. Do you understand? 
quoted 2 Timothy 2:22. Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. With those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Yes, that means your conscience is clear. But it's also talking about youthful lust. Also, yes. So youthful lusts, sexual immorality goes against what? A pure heart. Do you understand? It goes against a clear conscience. That's where porn is a killer. Do you understand? It's it's much more serious than what people think. That's what the devil is doing his best to get that into all human mind. When you sell a car, you need half-naked girl to sell that car. You look at the advertisement pictures, yes? Do you understand? What are you buying, the girl or the car? Sometimes you wonder, yes? Do you understand? I personally would rather have a car because it drives faster, yes? Do you want to understand, yeah? But do you understand what I'm saying, yes? Says out of a pure heart. Keep your conscience clear. Now your conscience can get dirty, but you reset it before you hit the pillow. You reset it, reset it before God. If you 1 John 1:9 says what if you confess uh, your sins, he is able to what? Hit you on the head with it? Or forgive? Forgive. What does 1 John 1 9 say? Can you read 1 John 1 9? If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes, so we reset our systems every day and have a pure heart. Yes? Why is that? Go to Matthew 5 8. Matthew. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Yes, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall what? See God. Yes, go to Hebrews 12, 14 to 16. Pursue peace. Peace with all people and homeless, without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of the of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this uh, men become defiled. Lest there be any uh, fornicator or profane person like this, who for uh, one most of food sold his bride birthright. Uh, for you know that afterwards, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. That's fine, that's fine. See, says, pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. It's an expansion on Matthew 5.8. So, if you, when it means peace with all men, doesn't talk about being a doormat. I explained this before. It means forgive do you understand? If you don't forgive, you become defiled. And that is the root of bitterness. Do you understand? Daniel fasted in the Old Testament because he didn't want to be defiled. In the New Testament, you don't get defiled. How? By forgiving. And that gives you a pure heart. Am I clear on this? Yes? So this is a work in progress. It's a work you have to do every day. That's why it's a living sacrifice. Am I clear? Yes? So, when and it says you should not see, it says which, uh, without a pure heart you will not see the Lord. Yes? One is your communication with the Lord. Second, it's talking about His return. If you don't have a pure heart, will you see Him return? Will you have faith. Because if you have faith you will forgive. Do you understand? I didn't have the faith to forgive my stepfather. Do you understand? I said, Lord, it's easier for me to destroy him than to forgive him. And then you can forgive me for destroying him because that's your job. Do you understand? But the Lord gave me that grace 
to forgive. Not to forget, but to forgive. Am I clear on this? Yes? So, we're talking about the man, the marriage, and the garden. Yes? God created everything, including man and the woman. God instituted marriage. All authority is from God. That authority is to do good. Yes? Remember we spoke about la being good last week? Yes? The ultimate good is to fulfill your purpose in the Great Commission. So that you are not a waste of space. Can you read Mark 16 verse 15? And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Yes, and he said to them, Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That is the ultimate good. To relieve sadness. Remember I spoke about that last week? What being good is about, yes? Because of what? Love. Love is patient, kind. Do you understand? We, we had covered all that, but we are talking about creation and man, marriage and the garden. As is that clear? Yes, I have spoken Right now, maybe an hour into the... I've taught maybe an hour, yes? So, given last week's teaching and this week's teaching, is two hours. Yes? Why am I saying this? Because you need to understand that all this is there for a purpose. Without following or understanding these purposes... What service are we off to God? To do our will? As we please? Yes, God can use that. You understand? There are people who are born, who are marked out by God. When they're born, you see a light like Moses. Do you understand? Yeah? But there are people who say, No, I want to do your will, who are selected, who have decided, no matter what the cost is, I will follow the Lord. And the Lord, because He can trust them and trust them. Why else would He entrust you with great authority and power if you're going to use it for your glory or to destroy? He's not the destroyer. Do you understand? Unless He's made you for that purpose. Is it clear? So we're studying the reason for our existence. Do you understand the plan of God? Let's pray. Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you were blessed with our Sunday sermon from the Cochin Lampstand. See you next week. God bless you.